Nudson. Mr. Tursky. This is Two Guys Talking Golf. And we have a third face. That's three guys talking whew, golf. That's right. A face that probably most people have not seen, but they know who this thank face God. is. They thank know God. who yeah, it is. Yeah, honestly, thank God, yeah. <laughs> you ever heard that Mace song? Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Isn't it like Welcome Back Cotter or whatever? <laughs> well, yeah, Mace had the remix, though. Yeah, oh, okay, gotcha. From but, Mondays Off, Stephen Westfall making the reappearance, man. Welcome to it. Welcome to it. Honestly, Nutson's uh, Nutson's intros are way better. So I, I'm about to say you kind of fell off on that. Yeah. The uh, the assistant pro, the uh, the number one assistant pro from whatever category I came <laughs> up with was uh, was always solid. Yeah, it used to be uh, the nation's number one assistant pro. Then it turned into <laughs> right now it's the nation's number one uh, electrical distribution specialist. So. <laughs> we'll get into here. That. We are. Yeah, yeah. But we're, first, we're definitely. A word from our sponsors. That's right. And today's episode brought to you by Fujikura Ventus TR. Yeah, the TR, brand new one. Got new spread toe material in the handle section. Same velo core in the tip as all the Ventus shafts are famous for. Mid-launch, low spin, extra stable, extra consistent. The new TR raises the bar. Go to FujikuraGolf.com. Check out the Ventus TR. See where your authorized dealer is. Go check it out. Hit it for yourself and try it. Think solid. I've been playing it for a while now. Love it. So, FujikuraGolf.com, man. Check it out. That's how you read an ad right there. That's right. It's phenomenal. Hey. So. Pro's pro. Pro's pro. The pro's pro. Let's, pro. Let's, get, let's get right into it. We need yeah, an update. Let's go for it. What's, what's happened since the last time you recorded a podcast <laughs> on Golf WX Radio? Entirely too much. Um, new kid. Um, I think last time I – I think when I – recorded the final one we had our second kid yeah on board uh names we have we have three we have three now um and i could not be further removed from the golf professional life which to each their own (laughs) well first of all how's father life do we have clubs in the hands yet or what yeah i'm trying i'm trying my my big thing is not trying to force that um you know if if we go out there with clubs and they want to swing it. They want to, you know, take some, take some turf off the, off the earth. That's fine. But, um, <laughs> my bit, I just don't want to force it. You know, it, it's golf is something that's supposed to be so enjoyable that, you know, when they're ready, they'll do it. And I feel like I can instruct them well enough that, you know, especially like my daughter's four, I mean, I don't need her going to clinics right now. I don't need her going to junior camps. Like, I can I can do that. So when she's ready to swing the club, like shots fired. Not not, <laughs> not shots fired, but I mean, I don't I don't need her. I'm not going to pay money for her to go do water balloon races. Like, I can teach her how to grip a club, and you know that's that's kind of what I'm here for. So that's what you when think she's, of junior clinics. <sighs> Come on, man. About, I'm sorry. What? Wow. I'm just going on what you're saying, man. Okay, so a big a big portion of junior clinics is keeping the students involved, keeping everybody entertained. So yeah, you kind of do some off the radar type stuff, for sure. Um because the kids have fun. The last thing you want when the the parents are paying $200 a day or a week or whatever the price point is is to 
have the kid go back in the car and say, oh, what'd you learn? Well, I threw water balloons at Tommy. Like, you don't want the kid going back and saying that, you know? So, you can't hit a three iron, but you can throw a yeah, water balloon. Well, you can't hit a three iron either, so keep it Ooh. keep it in line. But, um, what, what is this? <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So we're, we're trying to... As as a golf pro, you're trying to make it fun. And for my daughter, I want it to be fun. I I never want it to be like a pressured situation. That's that's my my point. What would be the first lesson that you teach your child about golf? I think you kind of just let them loose. Oh. Honestly, I mean, I, a lot of people are big on speed early, which is is good. Because you can't really teach speed. Like, there's a lot of guys on tour right now that are trying to, you know, up their club head speed. You know, shout out to Bryson, who's obviously kind of led the way on that one. Um, but it is important. Distance is important. There was a guy in Louisiana. I can't, I can't remember his name, but his big thing was speed first. Like, let them swing as hard as they possibly can, and then you can kind of dial it back in and incorporate some technique. Um so I think you kind of just let them go because the funny thing is the golf swing as unnatural as it is kind of comes naturally. Like if you give a, a, like a five-year-old a golf club and put a ball down, their actions pretty solid. Like they kind it just, just kind of happens. Um, and I feel like the more you try to force it, the more they push away from it. So that, that young, I feel like you just got to let them rock. And then when they get like six, seven, somewhere in there, you can kind of dial it in, if that makes sense. Yeah. What's the one thing you miss most about the golf industry? <laughs> yes. Let's get into it. Nothing. What? Wait, nothing? nothing? Nothing. Oh, my God. The grass is greener on the other side, boys. I'm Wha- sorry. What? Yeah, but, but speaking of green grass, you're probably not getting the tips to keep your grass looking green. You used to yeah. get the low down from the maintenance crew. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I guess. I mean, I learned enough. I learned enough. <laughs> so it is. My yard is starting to come in. I mean, it's it's the end of April. It's starting to come in. We got to do a little bit of work, but it's starting to come in. So you don't miss anything. Like, you don't miss teeing it up with a couple members, and like a couple cool members. I'm not talking about those like idiots who just want to go out there and prove that they're better than the pro. But right. you don't miss like a couple of cool guys having a beer, walking nine, just playing. His face I do, just got I do, red. I do miss. No, I do. Right <laughs> I'm not fired up. I do miss that for sure. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, there's there's a certain group of guys at, at a club, at a private club, that you know they're they're about the culture. You know, yeah. um, they like to play. They like to, you know, uh, what else. Maybe you know, maybe maybe delve into some extracurriculars when, when when it's appropriate. I mean, that's that's just you know, most of the time these members are, you know, they're grinding Monday to Friday. So the you know Saturday and Sunday when they get a little bit of time off, they do let a little loose for sure. But yeah. that's you know that's that's part of it. Um, I miss that. I don't miss teaching mrs havenkamp how to hit a 70 yard draw <laughs> that's for sure i can tell you that um but there's there's aspects that i miss and and you know do i miss setting up a member guest like a three-day member guest where you know you're 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 sending groups off one and ten and you know who's getting pops on what hole and you know you're doing 50 percent of this handicap 100 percent of this handicap no i don't miss that at all 
putting dots on scorecards. Oof. It's hey, you want to be a you want to be a golf pro? You're dotting scorecards. <laughs> if That's... you were standing in front of a lecture hall at a PGM school, oh, they'd hate me. Two hundred kids. <laughs> what would be the advice that you give them? Now keep in mind, West Westfall has gone to greener pastures, so yeah, it might is. be a bitter answer. Uh, do, I mean, floor's yours. You just in any in any. I can't really. I can't really talk super negative about it because in any walk of life, you have to be passionate about what you do if you want to be successful. So if you want to be a golf pro, go be a golf pro. You got to be committed to it. You got to be super committed to it. And my advice for anyone that wants to be a golf pro would be go teach. It's blood money, but that's where the money is. Don't. I mean, the, the problem is. And and it's it's I don't want to go off too too much off the rails on this one because it's very easy for me to do it. But let it rip. Yeah, about to say that's what the, we're the, here the for. Pro- the, the problem is everybody, you know, in the grand scheme of business, big business is taking over, right? Mom and pops are shutting down. It's it's the the you know I'm not going to name it because they don't pay us to name it or they don't pay Golf WRX to name it. But you can imagine like the the blue bloods of of the e-commerce world. We all know who that is. Um, Wes is getting deep right now. I love this. No, but that, that's kind of, that's kind of the, the way the world is working now. Right. So like the last club I worked at was a very high end resort club that a management company came in and took over. You see what I'm saying? So management companies are, are taking over and their goal in coming in is how do we cut costs? And how do we increase revenue, right? So the first thing you do is you look at everybody's salaries, right? What's the assistant pro getting paid? What's the head Not pro getting paid? So the, the, the old mantra of the, the head pro owning the shop, you know, getting a piece of the cart fleet, um, getting uh, bag storage, like that is going out the window. Like, yeah, you know, the head pro at name a blue blood private club. Yeah. They're still getting that, but the average pro is not. So it's like, do you really want to go work 80 hours a week for a nominal amount of money? Like, yeah, the head pro at Shinnecock, who's making $500,000 a year on the shop. Yeah. That's a freaking gold mine for sure. But that's not everywhere. True. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? It's, It's so, that's the tough part because that the industry is completely changing. Every mid-tier private club is getting bought out by a Club Corp, a Kemper Sports, um, a Troon Golf, um, Billy Casper Golf. I mean, name your management company, right? So you have to factor that in. And they also want a piece of the action on lessons. Ooh. Like at your typical private club, you're getting a – I mean – Maybe you're making 75% of, of the lesson money. Most, like, blue blood private clubs, you're making 100%. Really? Wow, 100%? 100, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Um, Do you set your own Kemper rates? Com- no. No. Who sets those? Just, like, the GM? If, if you're the head pro, you can set your own rates. If you're an assistant pro, that's going to be dictated to you to a certain mm. extent. All right. To a certain extent. Because... Most of the time, the assistant pro is probably teaching more than the head pro. So, 
in theory, the assistant pro's rate should be higher than the head pro, but the head pro's never going to allow that to happen because he's the head pro. Well, yeah. Is he, like, busy so, practicing, typically, the head pro? <laughs> um, That's good to be behind the scenes. Busy, busy putting POs in. No, no. Busy putting POs in for the golf shop, which is super important. Is that sarcastic? That's no. It is important. (laughs) If if you were if you honestly honestly it it seems like BS, but if you were a member at a nice club, wouldn't you want your pro to stock a nice golf shop with nice polo shirts and and uh, uh, head covers? Yeah, yeah. You run the gamut on it, right? Like that's it. You want, especially if you bring a guest to the club. How cool it is if you if you bring a guest and it's like, oh my gosh, your pro shop is awesome. You know, you got Smathers and Branson, the the needlepoint stuff. You got, you know, all these wallets and I mean, I've been in pro shops where they have watches. Like that's that's a that's a nice niche, right? Yeah. So, but that is kind of what the head pro does because kind of where the majority of their money comes from. <laughs> Quick question. If you could be sponsored by one brand, who are we going with? Oh, I know the answer to this. Who do you, I mean, not this to easy. Ahead, you know. Yeah. yeah it's, it's Titleist all day. Uh, I mean, yes. I mean, of, You're true and true. Titleist polo guy. It, I like the the Foot coolest George person. Has the cool, listen, the we coolest person. We were like seven person. years old. We were playing football. <laughs> Oh my! He's coming out of Polo. Joy. <laughs> the, the, no, the coolest person in the world. Like anytime someone asked me that question, before his little uh, Malvi on-air interaction Careful was now. Justin Thomas. I know because he had Titleist and he had setup. Foot. He, he had Foot Joy. Or no, he, he had was Titleist, Foot Joy, and Ralph. Yeah, yeah Ralph. Ralph, 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 Ralph yeah. yeah. And then he had that little incident on the green where he kind of let the cup know right. what he so thought about it grayson and now, we move on but now grayson is dope too so i mean <laughs> he's got a good setup yeah, yeah. another quick question you gotta stop with the quick questions <laughs> if man. i was t- nothing how do you do nothing how do you do it with this <laughs> i only do it to you steve yeah but it's I'm saying, unbelievable i don't get it's this unbelievable <laughs> if i was timing you if i had a shot clock going are you faster at folding shirts or changing a diaper Ooh. <laughs> wow. Um, folding shirts. Because folding shirts is static. Changing a, a diaper is very is dynamic. Yeah, it is. Process. And Nutsen and nuts and can oh, speak on that. Yeah. Changing a, changing a diaper is so dynamic. Legs legs go up. They could be <laughs> flopping everywhere. Yep. Right? You don't luckily, know what's in nuts, there. Luckily, Nutsen has a girl, so you don't really have to worry about what could happen worst case scenario when things are pointing in the wrong direction yep but you got to be prepared because anything could happen they're gonna squirm they're gonna be rolling around i mean god forbid there's a poop in there man i mean the legs could go in the poop the hand could go in the poop next thing you know yeah you've lost you've lost all control it's a family show well you asked the question. You asked the question. I, I, I hope that to God that Turski one day has to change a diaper with some child that doesn't want to lay there. Listen, you and think can... you're ready, and then you change a diaper, and you're like, mm, <laughs> I was not ready for that. Yep. I could I change it faster than West. That's all I know. No, uh, I don't think so. Well, well it depends. If, if it's like a brand newborn, and they're just laying there, and there's nothing, he, maybe, maybe. Big variable. 
Big variable there, Nutson, yeah. for sure. But, but a two year, like a, a one and a half, two year old who's like, yeah, good luck. Yeah, exactly. How how old's your daughter now? Two and a half. <laughs> yeah, you're just getting into it. That's we're just, dynamite. We're just we're just starting like the whole that was like so let's, pompous, let's, like ha. Uh, no we're just we're just getting into the uh, we're starting to kind of push the potty training thing, and man, is that a oh, nightmare? Oh, it's not easy. It's, it's a not easy, buddy. Absolute yeah, nightmare. I, I don't envy you for that one. She we, wants nothing we, to do with it. Well, we're, I mean, we're still going down that path. So it's brutal. But we'll, we'll keep it golf related, but I, I hear you. It is a grind, and yeah. every every golf, you know, not even golf, but every father out there listening can can relate. Yeah, a hundred percent. West. How's the game? Yeah. When's the last time? Surprisingly good, man. Really? You been playing a little bit? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, as much as you can with three kids. (laughs) What was that like? Did you set a course record or something? No, I'm laughing because now it's, uh, I live such a privileged lifestyle. It's comical. The grass Um, is greener. I knew it. No, it's, you know, it's nice to go out and squeeze in nine after a day's work when you're an AP or uh, an HP or a, a DOG or whatever. but So many acronyms. Uh, yeah. Assist, assistant pro, head pro, director of golf. Oh. Pick your – yeah, pick your gotcha. – I mean, car, car boy, whatever. Explain pick your the title. Um, I feel like a lot of people out there would have understood what I was saying. But that's okay. <laughs> I feel like most of the listeners on this are, are golf enthusiasts. So um, – but – it's nice to go sneak in nine, but then you feel the pressure like to get home, you know, like I, I would go out and play after work and it, I would get out of the shop at like five. Even if you play nine, you're not leaving till seven. And then because you're not leaving till seven, you're the one putting the cart away. You're the one washing the cart. You're the one locking down the pro shop. Now you're not out of there till eight. And my commute used to be like an hour and 10 minutes. So I wouldn't get home till like nine o'clock. And then I would think, like, yeah, nine was fun, but was it worth it? Yeah. You know, I don't know. Um, so now, because I don't play, or I don't practice as much, I play about the same, but Never I, don't have a put- I, I don't have a putting green that I can walk out to midday and take the cordless phone out there and hit chips. So it's a little different, but I feel like because my expectations are so much lower... I'll go out and I'll go fire as good, if not better, a number than I would have when I was working in the golf industry. Now, if I were to play multiple times a week, it would, it would die. It would regress. (laughs) But because there's no expectations, I'll go out there and I'll go, I mean, I'll go fire like 72, 73 anywhere. Like no problem. Sometimes I'll like, there's a local muni that I can go shoot 68, 69 whenever I want. Prove it. But yeah, I'll I'll prove it. But if I were to play multiple times a week, I would shoot 81, 82 because all of a sudden my expectations would go up. Right. I know I can shoot the score. I put more pressure on myself. And then the more I practice, the more I like analyze my game. Like when I'm not practicing or playing, it's like, we're just going to go put a tee in the ground. We're gonna make some swings. We're gonna hit some shots. We're gonna to try to make some putts. Yeah, so true. And then I and then I go shoot sixty eight. And then I play two days later, and I'm like, oh, we're gonna to torch this place. And then you're like, 
well, the swing feels like it's coming a little inside. Like, <laughs> you know, the putting feels a little awkward. And next thing you know, I shoot 79. It's like I'm 11 shots, you know, 11 shots different. But it's, it sounds, the, it sounds the like you're are. sandbagging. I mean, it really sounds like you're maybe just kind of adjusting Always the handicap been. a little bit. You know, I remember Steve calling me a sandbagger for no, everything no, I was no, doing in my league, no. and now here's you know no. this guy, you know, eleven stroke difference and things like that. We'll I, have a tea time like a month away. He'll start hitting my phone like I need strokes. <laughs> like, That's dude, not true. I'm still all, for the record three times since the last time I played. For the record, sandbagger. I'm still a pro, so I'm not. I have no active handicap, um, which hurts me a lot in corporate settings. I don't want to gas those, you up. Those I do guys, not want to those gas guys, you up because your ego. No, those guys, oh. those guys are professional. Like you think they're good at like business, they're really good at sandbagging. <laughs> like I, like honestly, my I know my boss won't listen to this, so I'm okay. But he What's put up like a, yeah, okay, right. <laughs> we, we he he's a me- and again here's the perks of being on the other side of the of the the spectrum. He's a member at this club um, outside D.C., which is where I'm working now. And uh, we go out there, and I was like, what's, what's your handicap? Like, what are you playing off of? And he's like, ah, you know, 13, 14. He drops a 78 on me. Granted his home course, granted his home course, but he, he drops 78 on me, and I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I thought you were good at selling wire. You're really good at <laughs> getting strokes, man. You're really good at getting strokes. Hey. On Needless that, to on say, that topic, I got torched. Yeah. On that topic, you've played a lot of business golf. You've played with members. Right. you played business. What's, like, your best advice for someone that's going out with, like, their boss for the first time? Like, you got any Ooh. little just, just the boss or clients as well? Listen, I don't know the corporate structure. <laughs> well, if it's just your boss, it's going to be way more laid back than if yeah. you're going out and playing with clients. So your your boss taking you out is almost like a a bo- I, I don't want to say a bonus, but it's it's kind of like a bonus. Like your boss yeah, taking perk. you out is like, let's go have some beverages. You've been doing a great job. Like here's my home course. Like I want you to experience it. He's he's bringing you into his his world. So that's kind of different than. Hey, we're gonna go meet these two guys. We're trying to close this five hundred thousand dollar deal with. Like that's a completely different experience. Let me get that one. What's what's the uh, first thing you ooh. say on the first tee? You don't say you shit. You don't say shit. Really? I mean, you, you do. You say you talk, but you don't talk business. You you have to just let business come naturally. Like you, you it's not like you go to the first tee. Ha, hey. How did our number look on that bid for whatever? <laughs> no, that's not how it works. You you go to the club, you warm up, you hit some balls, you know, you go to the locker room. Um, depending on what time your tea time is, you grab some food, you don't grab some food, whatever. You kind of have to feel out the drink situation because some guys are like, hey, it's 11 o'clock in the mornings. And other guys are like, hey, we're on the golf course. Let's have one. They're like, hey, it's you, already 11 you know, o'clock in the morning. You never know, yeah. So you kind of have to you kind of have to feel that one out, um, which it's that the drink situation honestly is the most awkward part of it because you yeah. never know because you kind of feel like everyone probably wants to have a beer, but you don't really want to be the one to can't be the recommend first. a. It's tough. 
it's yeah. tough. That's that's when it's nice to have the cart girl like come around and be like, "Hey, can I get you guys anything?" And everyone kind of looks at each other. It's like, what "Time is it? Yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Transfusion, Orange Crush, whatever." <laughs> uh, that's that's when that's nice. But no, when you when you go play business golf to try to close a deal, you have to let that conversation come naturally. It has to it has to come organically. It can't be, you know, "Hey, how'd our number look?" Because you could very easily have that conversation in someone's office. Yeah. You don't have to go to the golf course to do that. So you hit some shots. Next thing you know, you and uh, the the vice president or the lead estimator are over in the left rough, and it's like, hey, you know, what kind of direction do you guys think you're going to go on this job? And then you know, you kind of open little little conversation with that. But you're not going to be on the. I mean, you're not going to be on the first tee, like. Hey, are we going to win this bid or what? No. You know, it's just you keep in mind golf. That's that's a great paid, great part about golf, right? It's four and a half hours typically, right? A foursome at a private club with caddies. You're looking about four, four and a half. So you have, oh, yeah. I mean, at your <laughs> you local like, muni, yeah, yeah, six and change, yeah. The rack of six hour. You have all that time to to do business. You know, it's it's awesome. So that's one of the perks of it, and that's. I think that's why golf is is super important. I mean, it's and it's business. It's it's the game of life. It's it's everything. And do you, you go out there and just torch the guy, like just flat out, <laughs> just bury him. Yeah. Well, just make him putt everything. Yeah, make him putt everything. Typically, typically you're not. That. So typically, you're not playing a match. Typically, you're worried about pace of play, and typically, as the person who's trying to sell something. Or even as an assistant pro playing with members, you're gonna give stuff that you know in a million years they're probably not making. <laughs> I'm not playing a golf you know, if there's no match. Really? Okay, but Too what I'm saying, like, at least come on, Carts? When I worked in when I worked Give in Jersey, some. and most of when I worked in Jersey, most of our members were on Wall Street. I mean, they could buy my life a million times over and and still be wealthy. <laughs> there would be like really? some eight foot. There would literally, but yeah. there would be like some eight footers. Yeah, that's probably stretching it. Six, seven footers. Well, that's the eight footers. Holy. But again, you're when you're talking business or you're or you're talking something. It's like, oh, that's good. You know, that's good by me. If you want to put it, put it. And it takes the pressure, especially as a pro, takes the pressure off the member to make that putt. Now, yeah, if we're playing a hundred dollar Nassau, dude, you're putting it from two and a half feet. <laughs> you know. That's right. I don't want to ego boost you, West, but I will say, since we were young, you've always had one of the best short games that I've seen. And I've been out there on tour. I've seen some good short games, but you get up and down from spots. Now, the not, question not, is. Not like tour guys. The not question like is, guys. what do you think about when you're chipping? Can you help me out, first of all, and then help amateurs out who are listening to the show? <laughs> No, I'm going I think right I now. think I, I think chip. Nutsen, I think Nutsen knows just as well as as I do that you you, you can't be helped in that yeah. situation. You're I switched listen, to lefty, I, okay? Yeah, you can't I'm, be more in trouble than switching lefty. I, I'll tell get Nutsen. I want you to talk first, and then I can give you a quick <laughs> oh synopsis. Is this a whole I've, therapy uh, session? Yeah, I mean, no. I, I I watched Turski. Him and I were playing together. Abandoned Dunes. Don't do it. And we were we were fortunate to play like four holes with Harry Higgs, who's out there. 
doing Holy a little shooting. And, awesome, dude. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. And, he kept uh, his shirt on, too. Legend. He did. What's and I name? unbuttoned mine to match him, and it was <laughs> quite nice. But uh, he was sitting there, Turski struggling. All day he'd been struggling putting with the old trusty, rusty Santa Fe. And all of a sudden he pulls out the lefty spider that just happened to be in the bag that he brought all the way to Bannon Dunes. And Harry Higgs was like, wait a minute. Did 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 you just grab a lefty? And he's like, yeah, I used to play lefty, whatever. And the, the, the shocking look on Harry Higgs' face of just disgust. Yeah, it wasn't was shock. Like, it was disappointment. It was just pure disappointment. It like, hurt his soul like, really bad. Wow. Like, yeah. this guy is struggling. He's searching so bad <laughs> that he just switched hands. Like, not even switched putters, whatever. Like, he just <laughs> literally went lefty. It's rough out there. And, and I had, like, that, 17 clubs in the bag, so I like, basically listen, shot, like, 212 with all these empty oh. strokes. He's, he's, that is, he's a millimeter away is, from quitting the game. Yes, that is the worst way to compensate for anything. I mean, you, you like Nutson, like you said, you've completely given up when you make that transition. <laughs> you, like, there's, listen, I felt pathetic when I went from traditional uh, right hand low, then I tried left hand low, and then I bailed on everything and went claw because <gasps> I had a little bit of the yips with the, with the flat stick. And I was, was like, tough. this is a tough bad. This is a bad look. Yeah. Never, ever have I considered pegging it from the other <laughs> side. You know, never. That is that is the lowest of the low right there. Like you like you said, you are on the verge of quitting the game when you do that. Yeah. That is, could not be more spot on. Like um, you are searching eBay for the value of your clubs and looking at bicycles yeah. to see how much they are to see if you can make an even swap. Like yes. I'm done. Yes. I'm, I'm good. So so here's here's a good one, which I I I, I mean probably told on uh, Mondays off or uh, whatever. Um, yeah, R.I.P. <laughs> Such a good show. <laughs> we could get we could get sued real quick. I saw Car Barn, but that's we'll keep that for another time. Um, <laughs> Careful, let's not get sued now. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm the trying, logo I'm was trying. fire though. It was. It was good. Um, so I'm I'm caddying for Tursk in the. It was the uh, NJ Pub Links, which was at anyone in Jersey knows uh, Charleston Springs. It's a it's a muni. It's not. It's like one of those munis that's they would not like under the umbrella like of a muni, but way nicer than a muni. Yeah, like in the Shanick Valley for anyone that knows courses in Jersey. It's similar, like an upscale similar. Muni. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, pub but he's playing in the Pub Links, and I had caddied for him two previous times, and he's played terrible like <laughs> he's terrible. qualified for the event that was at it okay so i shot two part, times you played two times you played terrible one time you played well there and we then go. just give you, you one. that That's that one time playing well got us into the got you into the uh pub links which it's a for anyone who doesn't know it's basically a step down from the state amateur i hate to say that but it really what is, is. it <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if you want to look at, like, if you want to look at the hierarchy of, like, tournaments in a, yeah. a, a state it's probably golf association, it's like, it's like a state, like, the state open, then the state am, then the pub links, then, mm-hmm. like, uh, mid am, then, like, a four ball, or, then, like, what, charity yeah, scramble like, for high school. Then, like, the junior am. <laughs> Charity, match charity scramble for a high and school. And the Publix. Yeah. Publix. Gotcha. So, 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 so the, the, the prize table looks like Caddyshack, where it's like a trophy and a pair of socks. 
trophy no, to sleeve a golf ball. Listen, it's just medals. The the, yeah. the pub the pub links is is a big deal, and I think in any state. I mean, I think we just got through deal. proving that it's not a big deal. But yeah, no, it is. It is. If you look at like if you look at the track record of like, and I would have to be fact checked on this, but if you look at the track record of winners of the NJ pub links. Like I think Kevin Foley won it one year. Who he was out on tour. Big name. Um, Eric Lafonte won it one. I think he won it that year that you played in it, and he played definitely played he mini tour. Them. I don't know if he ever made it out on tour. Um, probably Mike Miller won it yep. one year. Who was a absolute monster it's in the Met boy. section. He's a um, yeah, he's a gamer. Um, like they're the big name guys win win that. Is what I'm saying. So it, I joke, but it is a big time event. Anyway, so we're playing Tursk. Tursk, one of those dudes that sometimes shows up in events, sometimes <laughs> doesn't. Like it's, it's super hit or miss. He but he a, has the. You, it's frustrating because he know. has the. Listen, he has the ability to do it. I've seen it, but he he has his like little yeah. little spurts, you know. So he's playing well, and the pub links, for anyone who doesn't know, once you qualify, it's 36 holes in one day. So we're out there. He goes out first round. I think he shot 75, 76, which, 75. honestly, like, if you shot level par both rounds, you're top top five probably, right? Of course it's playing Realistically. Tough. Yeah. And it, it, Although of course the winner not shot, like, 13 under, but yeah. <laughs> I don't think he did. I think when Foley won it, he shot, like, 10 low, but I think – I think LaFonte won it that year, and I think he shot like one or two under. So, oh. like I said, level level par both rounds gets you in the mix for sure. So he goes out, I think it was par 72, shoots 75, whatever. Plays really well. We get into the second round, and I want to give him the benefit of the doubt and say that it's because he was tired. But <laughs> here we go. <laughs> there were multiple times in the second round where he would have to try to hit a knockdown shot or hit an awkward wedge shot, Can't do and it. he'd be like, "What?" He'd be like, "Wes, what do you think?" And I'm like, "Dude, it's not a full pitching wedge. He's it's off not the a pitching full nine iron, Wes. Like can. you gotta, like you gotta flight the nine. And he's like, "No, I want to hit pitching wedge hard." It's like I don't think that's the play. And then he would f- try to flight the nine and completely just either lay the sod over it, <laughs> fan it. Turn it over like anywhere but the direction of the flag. I can't take speed off. And I was like, we, we, I was like, we've got real wedge problems going on right now. And to hit to his credit, he still shot. I think he shot seventy five, seventy six, or vice versa. Finished top ten. I mean, it was a really good showing for wow. for a state event. Yeah. I mean, I, the way this was going, I was like, for sure, this was going to be like bottom few but the you know, top 10 that's pretty solid there was a yard my point place. my point was he probably wins that event if he has a wedge game which Ooh. i don't Oof. but i do remember you saying i think we were what like 156 out a little downwind you're like yeah it's pitching wedge. That, yeah that was that was pretty ridiculous <laughs> I, pu- I pulled the 56 what no no you did not you pulled 52 okay, i told you hit pitching wedge Sorry. it was straight down it was straight down wind it was 156 I think it was the story's gotten out of hand over the last ten years. It went from a fifty. It could have. It could have been like one thirty nine at the time, but <laughs> it's, now it's one fifty two. It's about to be a sixty uphill like into years. the wind. No, yeah, it was <laughs> yeah. downwind, and it was one of those situations where I didn't want him to be short because there, I there was long was not the miss because the back of the green kind of funneled away. I think there were a couple bunkers back there, and uh, I was like hit. Uh, no, I. 
it was into the wind, and I was like, I can't remember why I thought pitching wedge was the club. It was anyway. I thought pitching wedge was the club, and he hits it, and he hits it to like two feet, and I was like, I told you. And he takes his wedge and flips it over, and it's the fifty two. <laughs> I, like, I was like, yeah, five iron. Come on, You're fine. man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, man. how much? Uh, a, what, what does a caddy like that get paid? Are we talking pretty big bucks? Are we talking like I drove it. Few, yeah, few, few, uh, few tacos from Taco Bell. Like, what, what's yeah, the payment? Ta- ta- Taco Bell on the way home. I drove them <laughs> and a couple extracurriculars. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, it's but honestly, honestly, it's if anyone gets that opportunity, whether it's like a a state event or even like an amateur like it doesn't matter it's fun to go out there with your with your boy um or your friend and and kind of just like grind it out a little bit like that's a great time yeah like i even ha- i would always have fun caddying for my friends like i i caddied for tursk i caddied for uh one of my boys jesse in college when like he was kind of on the pat tour for a little bit um trying to get his you know pass his professional test i think he was like six six tries in i know there's a good story there but we already told it yeah yeah but i was like dude you know what let me get on the bag and it like that's a good time yeah you know i i always enjoyed that yeah can i switch gears completely yeah we should because we've been on this topic way too long phil mickelson go ahead west i'll let you handle this one Wow! No, you hate to see it. I feel like <laughs> just, just hate. I feel like it. I feel like I feel like I've been saying it since day one. Like his little thumbs up is so it's so fake, and obviously that's accurate. As much as I hate to say it, I mean, great player has done a ton for the game of golf. Um, but I worked for a guy that like I anytime obviously anytime Tiger's on, I'm like. Let's go, Tiger. Anytime Phil was on, he would be like, let's go, Phil. Yeah. I'm like, he's a fraud. Oh. And he'd be like, no, Phil's the greatest. you say fraud? And I'm like, little thumbs up, you know, hey. <laughs> <laughs> you, I mean, you want to play both sides? Like, he, I don't like people that play both sides. Yeah. And I don't know Phil personally, so I don't really feel like it's fair for me to speak on that and give him bad rap. Like, I'm sure there was a reason behind what he was doing. Um, but it's certainly, and again, you can't trust the, sorry for you guys, but you can't trust the media because oh. they'll always portray things the way they want to portray things. I take but, offense. Uh, okay. <laughs> but what, what, what do you think it does to Phil's legacy? I mean, you know, like you said, I mean, he's, he's arguably top 10 to ever play the game. You know, I mean, realistically in terms of wins, majors, all that, I mean, he's got a guy's got to be yeah. top 10 in terms of all time. But yeah, then what does that sure. do? Like when you, you know, in 25 years, when you look back and they're talking about honorable, you know, starters for the Masters, like where does that hurt Phil? Like That's is he over. no longer considered or whatever, you know? I, th- I think if things come to fruition with, with that golf league, it definitely hurts Phil. But let's also be cognizant of the fact that things might not come to fruition. True. True, and also, let's, a lot let's, of let's other players happens. could join the league. They could. A lot of other players have already said that they're not going to do that, and that's where it gets interesting because I'm sure you guys, on you know, in the golf world, have talked this to exhaustion. But you know, if you get like 20 players that are 60 to 100 in the world, like 
does that garner the attention that they're going to try to pay these guys? No. Probably not. No way. You know, you need no. a big name. That's what I'm saying. And we said Anthony so Kidd. I thought when that it was, was like when, the when there name. were when when there were talks that it was going to be, you know, Phil and Bryson and. Um, who else was in that mix? I mean, there were there were like three top ten guys in that mix at some point. I mean, that yeah, that probably does it. But we talked about this three years ago when this was in the works, and, and I was still on a podcast with you guys. I mean, it, it the PGA Tour is always going to be the PGA Tour, and if you're a big name, why are you going to go do that? Right, your legacy, the big, the top twenty, thirty guys on the tour, they don't need that money. No, it's not important to them. The numbers it's they were tossing around, though, like two hundred, three hundred. Yeah, the, listen, the money's what? astronomical. Don't get me wrong, but the purses on the tour keep growing, sponsorships and endorsements keep growing. I mean, what what was the what was the winner of the players this year? Three point, yeah, yeah two point eight. I thought it was over three. Maybe. Maybe I'm thinking of some something else. I think the total anyway, purse was twenty, I mean, and every single Saudi Arabia event is going to be twenty five. Okay, so that's overall total field. That's not that much more money for someone who's chasing a legacy. You want to play on the tour. You want to play in the majors. And I saw Greg Norman say that yeah, they could still play in the majors. Whatever. I find it hard to believe that they're going to be able to coexist. We'll see what happens. Yeah, and it was uh, players was three point six to the winner. Cam Thank Cam you. Smith three point six two point one. I'll take the L on that one. <laughs> no, I mean. so I mean it, you got events now. Like if you win a PGA Tour event, it's easy seven figures. Yeah, oh yeah, and and all that comes why, with why, it too exemptions. Why would you Why would you want to go anywhere else? Status. Well, I mean, like, 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 like you said, though, I mean, a guy like Robert Garrigus, what the guy wins, he's going to win, what, four times in his whole career, say he plays 20 years, he's going to win four times. If he goes over there and he wins four times in his whole career, he puts, call it 20 mil in his, in his bank account, or over here he put four mil. I mean, no, there's I mean, a reason for it. But again, how do you support a tour with 20 Robert Garriguses playing? I mean, not to, not, I was, no offense to Robert Garrigus. I mean, the no, I was just going to say. I'm sorry, Robert. I love sorry, your short Bob. putter. I love your I love your action, man. But yeah, I mean nothing against hey, him. No, nobody's hey, signing up to come hey, watch you play, action. man. I'm sorry. Yeah, jeez, that's rough. But yeah, that's not. That's certainly not. Like, I just I don't know where the the whole thing is crazy. Where are they driving this money from? You're not going to have spectators. Don't ask me. I don't know. You're not going to. What kind of sponsors are you going to get? I mean, I don't know. That The money over there, like Dubai money, is crazy. So Let me cut you off right there, Wes. There. How about we switch it to Tiger Woods? <laughs> Feelings, thoughts, concerns. I mean, everybody has concerns. He's was hitting balls, though. He was out at Southern Hills. He was out at Southern Hills hitting balls, playing. That leg sleeve so, looks good. Sw- swing. Still with I the think, foot I, I think my club hit speeds faster than his right now from the video I saw at Southern Hills. Oh. But, um, Did you just call out Tiger Woods? Yeah, and, I, dude, I swing it at, like, 103. You want that so. smoke, huh? <laughs> no. I, <laughs> I, uh, do I get pops? Uh, 
You need like Do 14 pops? pops to compete with Tiger. I don't care what track we're on. Mm, I'm not going to go down that path. He, he, yeah, I don't know. What do you want me to say about it? I have concerns. I have concerns with his health. Um, I'm glad that he's playing again. But him being successful is going to be super venue specific, I think, at this point. Southern Hills? And that's assuming he, that's assuming he can stay healthy. Yeah. Southern Hills, St. Andrews. I mean, St. Andrews definitely sets up way better than Southern Hills. Yeah, um, but well, that's, uh, well, St. Andrews, if the weather's good, he's definitely got a chance. If it's super cold yeah. and super rainy and all that, yeah. he's already admitted that like the cold and all that is like tough on him. You make a really cold, windy, rainy day. What's he gonna do? I mean, that's not set up for a, you know. But yeah, if it's warm no. and sunny and whatever, sure, he probably is gonna have a pretty good day. Listen, St. Well, Andrews, no yeah. wind. Like thirty-four under is gonna win. Oh yeah, like, they got no the defense place. out there. But that's that's nothing. not gonna happen. What? No wind? No, I mean, what's what's the low tournament scoring record at St. Andrews? I don't know. I, wa- definitely I not watched him shoot like forty-eight on uh, Dreamcast. <laughs> yeah, a Tiger Woods PGA Tour 2005. Is that what it was? Dreamcast what, 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 what is the score? Does anyone know? Can we fact check that? What's the scoring record at St. Andrews? It's definitely not 34. I, I doubt it's even 20. Has anyone got to 20 in a in a open? Well, now I feel underprepared. Listen, you got good Wi-Fi well, you over there? Probably you probably should have prepped a little bit better before you prompted that question. <laughs> scoring record. Fair enough. It's, I don't I, have an intern, I guarantee though. you it's like seven it's probably like 17, 16, 17. I don't think anyone's yeah, ever gotten probably. to twenty. Probably. I think Carnoustie always gets the guys bad. That's the one that's like well, over yeah. par if it gets blown. But that's what that's what I'm saying. So Tiger being successful is super venue specific. Also, how many of always like, has been he's n- always no, has no. Been. Okay. Horses for courses. That's but now we're talking about a different venue. But he also has like 14 courses where it's like that's his course. <laughs> Firestone, uh, Torrey. Bay Hill, Torrey, so, so ni- Augusta. Sneaky Pebble. Ni- Hold on. Sh- sh- 19 oh. is the one I found on Wikipedia as I scroll through. 19 okay. for an open who, championship. Who, did it, does it say who it was? Yeah, it does. Is it Tiger? Tiger Woods. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was the year that Jack retired. Yeah. Right? Wasn't In that 2000. He shot 19. Okay. 269. Okay, so that's that's the greatest golfer of all time in his prime. Doesn't even get to twenty. So thirty four is the most unrealistic number I've ever heard in my entire life. I'm just saying, if there's no wind, with how deep the but there's not going to be no wind. It's a it's an open championship. It's open. It's weather. <laughs> I mean, it's open. It's weather. Dude, come on. But again. Yes, he has his venues that he wins at, but what I'm saying, even more so now, like Tory, I think is out of the picture for Tiger. A- yeah, anything it's like 77 over, now. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. Anything over seventy-two five, seventy-three, some anything longer than that, take him out of the event. His ball speed is still it's like one seventy-one, seventy-two though. He is only going to win either local knowledge courses. <laughs> I, thought, like, I thought you were about to say local amateur events. Yeah, no, <laughs> no. I mean, I think I think he can win again, but yeah. I mean, it's going to be at 
a place like Augusta. It's going to be at a place like Bay Hill. It's going to be Did at a place like... Did you say Tiger's like, going to win the Masters again? No, but I'm not going to put it past him. I mean, how many more shots does he have at Augusta, realistically? Ten? Four. If no, he stays healthy? Four. He's 46. You don't, you don't think he'll play until he's 55 at Augusta? No. He won't hold up. I think no he way. will. No. He's not that I type of dude. Yeah. When, when, it, when it gets... The, when it gets to the when it comes to a place like Augusta, though, if he if he, he always he's going to shoot nine over through two rounds, he ain't teeing it up. <sighs> Look at his track record at Augusta, man. That's all I'm saying. I yeah. just don't think he. I think you got at best at best you got five years of him on tour. Okay, yeah. so five years at Augusta. I say, I say four. Four puts him at what? what? That's what's, 50, what's, right? it, what's his average finish at the Masters? Probably like probably pretty high. <laughs> Top ten. He's only missed the cut a couple times. So. That's what I'm saying. I think his highest finish is like it's it maybe one missed cut, and then after that, it's like 21st or something. Like his yeah, his track record there is ridiculous. So yeah, you give him five more tries in the right conditions. If his body's healthy, maybe, right? Maybe St Andrews, like the Masters, Master, uh, not Masters, the Majors concern me more than winning a regular event. He doesn't play because he's going to be though. he's going to be super picky. He's going to try to play in all the majors, and those venues are just going to get longer and tougher. The rough's going to get long. It's not going to set up well for him with the majors. Yeah, there's too many good guys out there. There's too many good players. But he always has the open. None of the open courses are too long, and he's a shot maker. He's still got that. He's proved it. Yeah, I thought so. He got himself around the course. Yeah. I don't couple see. Of, I'm not as well versed on the shots, opens but. as you are, so I don't know. I don't know how long those courses are. Are they typically like around seven? Yeah, seventy-two par seventy. So, yeah, I mean that's yeah that's in his wheelhouse. For he sure. probably prefers when the wind's up super high because he can. I think I think right now the shorter the course or the tougher the conditions, it favors yeah. Tiger. For All sure. right, West. I got one more for you. I don't know how many nuts and has. <laughs> if you had to put your net worth on a golf match against a PGA Tour pro current in match play, who do you think you could beat? And what course who are you taking him to? Well, all right, first and foremost, I'm definitely taking him to one of the courses I've worked at. That's I'm, I'm going to need that it. local knowledge. Every, everybody out there would be like, oh, you can't take them to a 6,800-yard private club. They'll torch you. Yeah, but I can probably make every putt if I hit a green in regulation. So I got to go there, right? I'm not going to take them to Bethpage Black. That would be <laughs> a huge mistake. Um, people that I'd like to beat, I mean, Rory Sabatini's definitely high on that list. But... <laughs> I'm sorry if he's a friend of the show, but yeah, not one of <laughs> no, not a not, huge, yet. not a huge fan of future of friend Seth of the show. Hopefully, well, not anymore. yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. listen, I'm not. Rory's I have no list. affiliation. I have listen. I have no affiliation with Golf WRX, so <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, You're a guest. Yeah, I, yeah. let it rip. Yes, uh, call some people out. Let's go. I'm trying. Who do I think I could be? That's it's such that's a it's such a loaded question. I mean, definitely no one in the top hundred. Like I'm, I'm going. I'm going to try to pick off some some like corn fairy tour. I don't think that's that the heart of the question. In. 
Like, okay, so who do in the top twenty five do I think I could beat? Yeah, I mean Like what's like what's the question? No one. Those guys are so good. <laughs> I mean, come on. What are you what are you asking? Do I think I could go take down like a listen, I mean, the way Ricky Fowler's playing, maybe. I don't know. Um <laughs> Sorry, Ricky. Um, That's actually probably the right answer. Yeah, I mean, but like, no, yeah, none of none of the people in the top. Well, like, you were chirping Tiger listen, pretty hard before. <laughs> no, no, I don't want any of that. Any of that smoke. I do. I do think that maybe I could sneaky catch like, like a top two hundred guy like on a bad day and and maybe steal a win. But it wouldn't be like all the time. It would be a one off. Those guys are so good. Their short games are so good. They hit the ball so solid. I mean, I just want to say I like this dude, and I'm not even calling him out. I just think, like, it's my best chance. Keegan Bradley. Just like if he gets off, he might shoot 78. He, he played, yeah. Like, I but he played decent. If he's striking he's it, played, he's going to yeah. shoot 64 and just, like, really, really upset me. So that's, but if that's I catch the problem. Him on that wrong when day, you look at that, that that's that's the problem is I think there are guys out there that you could catch on a bad day. But if they take it low, their low is so much lower than <laughs> yeah. your low. Plus I could play four <laughs> rounds at a PGA tour event and be like fifty four over. You know. Yeah. You know you That'd know who you might have a shot at? Morgan Hoffman. <laughs> All right. Maybe and uh Thank you, Steve Westfall, for joining the show. This was three guys talking golf. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. You got to have some fun. You got to have some fun. He played. What he else? He played we... at Hilton Head. I know. I know. It looked awesome. His, yeah. his, uh, his comments flow, were too. great. Yeah, he had the little ponytail going on. Well, it's more right? than a ponytail. He's got the whole. <laughs> what do you flow. call that? It's like the Tarzan. Whatever. The Tarzan. <laughs> I think that's what you call that, dude. Love it. Anyway, what else we got on the docket? I'm not going to go down this Morgan Hoffman path. I mean, he you you were lucky enough to beat him once in your life. I wasn't life, lucky. I was four under twelve. I mean, I don't know what else you want me to do. He's, <laughs> but Andrew, Andrew, he's he's made it out on tour. I'm proud of him. Played at Oklahoma. Played at Oklahoma State. Got like violently ill. For a while, honestly, I mean, and he's doing still, great things in the world. I mean, seriously, and then still made it back out on tour before you've ever sniffed even a Monday qualifier. Ooh. So let's 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 keep it let's keep it a Listen, buck on that one. I interviewed him at Hilton How did you tell did, him that yeah. you beat him in match play? He didn't recognize me. <laughs> Shocker! <laughs> so that's <where> <laughs> Who the heck is this guy? That's my claim. Andrew, to Andrew fame. brought the scorecard. Has no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Can you please sign this? <laughs> no, I got a selfie with him. <laughs> you know he still has it too, Nutson. You oh. know he still has the scorecard. It's Without framed up in his room at his parents' house. It's like yes, up on the wall. With, with, without a Literally doubt. Is. Without a doubt. Literally is. It probably is. It's right next to my Arnold Palmer autographed flag. Uh, here from Nah. We don't have to go down that road. But seriously, Steve, on short notice, thank you for blessing. Yeah. Two guys talking golf with your presence, man. Welcome back. My pleasure. My pleasure. Still on my desk. What is he doing? 
cheese. The pocket cheeseburger. <laughs> Listen, that is that is forever. I've told so many people that story. It's an amazing story. And like I said, I, I, I made a ball marker with that. And it's still sitting on my desk right here. It's never left. It's it's really good. I'm glad I left my legacy on uh, the assistant pros out there. Hey, you know what? Not That's everybody sure. can be the number one former assistant pro who's now slinging wire for a living. There's only, There's only so many guys do- out there. Do we'll see you guys next week.